Hi there, and welcome to Hiking the Highlands, a podcast dedicated to all things fun and fascinating about the trails in our region of southwestern Pennsylvania. I'm your host, Josh Byers. Throughout this series, we'll be exploring not only the great outdoors, but the people connected to the pathways in the Laurel Highlands. So lace up your hiking boots, and let's go. Just north of Ebensburg Borough in the middle of Cambria County is uh, a little oasis tucked away in the woods off of North Center Avenue uh, near the the Cambria County Fairgrounds. Turn right at uh, at the big sign for, for the church and you just keep going straight down a gravel driveway where you are met with a parking lot and Nathan's Divide. And I'm here today with the founder, organizer, the man with many hats, Dave Lester. How you doing, Dave? Doing great. What a wonderful day to be outside. It is gorgeous, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to my happy place. Listen, I've been here quite a few times since you set this place up, and it is. It's uh, the, A happy place is the best way to describe it. I've hiked... I don't think I've ever hiked up on the right side of the parking lot, but around the, the reservoir, I've, I've done pretty much everything all the way back. You've to... taken a chance on take a chance. Exactly. <laughs> That's just one of the, the many trails that, uh, that Dave offers up here. Uh, how, how many trails are there? We'd have to go back to the map. I'm sorry to say, um, we had some UPJ interns that worked on them. And then the one gentleman, uh, um, Jeffrey Dillon, um, he, he, he took care of the, uh, mapping as a project okay so we do have maps there are posted on the kiosk okay okay can't quite answer that question but we've named quite a few we'll say a lot <laughs> we'll say because we i know there is uh he indicated what i tasked him i said about how much trails do we have developed at this point and he said it was over five five miles maybe 5.1 that's awesome miles. and th- this is the evansburg borough reservoir right owned by the evansburg municipal authority okay called the water company Okay. But it's, it's owned, the property is owned by the Evansburg Municipal Authority, which is in association with Evansburg Borough. Okay. Okay. And uh, we're also joined by a little friend here. She, she's running back this way. Come on, Cora. <laughs> That's our, uh, my dog, uh, a miniature Australian Shepherd. Yep. <laughs> and she loves it here too. And likes, we're, hopefully we're going to take a little walk with oh. her. Woof. Yeah. So if you hear barking, that, that's what that is. <laughs> so... Do you want to discuss where we're at? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this parking lot here. Perfectly. Uh, If you can, this is audio, not visual, but you can see an area that's a little different here. When we first started about in 2015, I first came here um, looking for a site. I already made up my mind I was going to do a nature center in this area. Yeah. And we were looking for a site. That's previous history, but... This was an illegal dump site. Oh, really? Uh, yes, a, a long-established illegal dump site. It, the good news is it wasn't a garbage site. It was more debris, roots, bricks, things that people wanted to get throw over the hill. Okay, so we're not talking about, like, TVs and washing machines? Yeah, yeah, no, oh, those not, things quite, do? <laughs> not quite that bad. Okay. But, but, but lots of junk. nails and junk and debris and and dead deer and yeah. and i mean it was it was ugly okay and a lot of people spent a lot of time in the first years cleaning up this illegal dump site and cleaning up the trails cleaning up the road it had i mean it had had no custodial uh, supervision 
at all. Right. That's why it, the, the people would come in here to fish and or party. That's a shame. Yeah, it was, it was ugly. So, but now you couldn't even tell. You know, fresh gravel down and a and, uh, big open parking lot. A, a nice uh, little little overhang there with Nathan's Divide on it. The kiosk. That was a uh, scout project. Oh, really? Uh, yes, it's a, a, a Eagle Scout project from a gentleman in Evansburg. Uh, his name will come to be Jack Wolf. Okay. Yes, and he did that, last, I think, last year. Wow. It looks fantastic. And then over here where Core is sniffing around. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I wanted to pad. say, now, this, there, let's walk over there. Okay. A couple spaces. And this is somewhat last year's grass, and, and there's been some improvements on this slab. But let me tell you the story of what it was. Okay. You're not too timid now, are you? No, not at all. You're now standing in on top of what used to be the air shaft for one of the Bethlehem mines. I've told different numbers, so I'm not going to say, but it was Bethlehem Mines, and they did the coal, and I think it yeah. was shut down in the late 70s. Okay. This was where they pulled the air out of the mine. Uh, I've not, never was a miner, don't know much about it. I'd actually like to learn a lot more of the history. Then it was capped off, and it had a fence around it, and it was pretty much abandoned, and that's what the road was the access road to get into oh. this mine uh, um place to do whatever maintenance they needed to right. do keep an eye on and it if you it's hard to see but over by the porta potty there's a pole and if you go back up the road and look when you first come in you can see there was the remains of the electrical tower that supplied yes. that supplied the electricity that ran the big fans mm -hmm. that sucked the air out of the mine okay so you're standing on top of a capped off mine that was or shaft that was filled up and apparently this is a portal to inspect it um that's really cool. Yeah. That's a big, uh, and, and then this a big, big shaft here. <laughs> and then this pipe going up, uh, people have told me that it is to vent any methane that might be coming out of the mine. That makes sense. And we are just kind of leaving it alone, trying to decide what, if anything, it's kind of an ugly eyesore, and we're still looking for ideas on how to turn this uh, um, a liability into an asset. Mm -hmm. Some of the plans and designs are maybe to do an ex discovery tower where we wouldn't build on it, but we would build, build around like over it. top of it. It's kind of an open structure yeah. that would have several le uh, layers or, or levels. Yeah. Each level being a bit of a uh, educational yeah. uh, aspect, and then it would give you a beautiful view, which oh, we're going to walk to in a moment. It'll give you a beautiful view. We use it for. So far, nobody's falling in. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> So, where are you taking me today? Well, let's take a walk on the trail you mentioned to take a chance. Yep. Uh, you would ask me if what my favorite trail is, and it's the longest one, and it uh, was the one that wasn't named anything when I got here the first time. <laughs> uh, that story, a little bit. Uh, yeah, how did you end up well, it, acquiring? While we're talking, we'll, we'll walk. We okay. didn't, first off, that's a good question. We have a long-term lease with the Evansburg Municipal Authority okay. uh, for, I believe, it's a dollar a year, a nominal amount, which uh, has been negotiated. And that enables us to not own the property, but to do some limited development. And we have some development and plans that have been created and have been approved by the Municipal Authority um, to let us. And I did give you some of those plans that yes. you can look over yeah. and, and describe as you wish. Well, And let me just stop you for one second, because sure. as, as soon as you... As soon as you walk, what? Not even thirty yards from the from the parking lot. In my youth, in the, my youth, I could have thrown a baseball that far. Right? I don't think I could. <laughs> you, you get down to to this opening where the reservoir is 
scene and there's a little dock and I mean it's just gorgeous this is just a, such a fantastic view and such a fantastic introduction to the space for any of the visitors this is our key focal area and part of the designs this will be enhanced even okay. more than it is it's, it's a beautiful natural thing now with a little bit of adjustment uh, the plans are to because it is such a beautiful introduction what you're looking at is an it's an inlet to the main reservoir mm -hmm. if you go to the other side access from tanner street in, mm -hmm. uh, and get to stand on the breast of the dam you can see up the long part of the reservoir yeah there are two of these inlets uh, this one and there's another one i guess that would be east of here uh, and the trails go over to that second inlet yeah so the long loop takes us over over there by the second inlet. i here. think i've done that one as well yes uh, we, why I'm here and why we stopped here, and I started to say, I, well, back I know up. I interrupted no, you. No, I'm sorry. Fine. No, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, we'll go back in history because you yeah. said you, you wanted to know about this. Yeah. Exact dates are a little bit off in my mind at the moment. I'd have to do. Oh, it's okay. But yeah. uh, at least 30 years ago, and maybe 31 years ago now, because I, I, I used to say it was near 30, it might have been a little more. <laughs> Good friends from our high school days. Had, and our we were beginning to have our children and our families. Yeah. Um, and, and one of those families that, you, you, you know, you knew the family, you knew the couple before the family. And right. They, and they yeah. continued to be friends as our families grew. And uh, uh, one of these friends of ours, um, their son and our son were close in age, a couple years apart. And so they played together, mm -hmm. you know. And Nathan, the, the young man, was uh, uh, six years old. And he'd asked, actually just been playing at our place a couple of days before we heard that he had had some problems, and to make a ugly story very short, he passed away as a six-year-old. Oh, and it was very devastating, too, of course, to his parents and to a group of us that were close. So the reason I even say that, it, it was hard for recovery, but we'd already scheduled a trip out west with our children, and uh, I was a member of Audubon at the time, and actually on the board uh, back in the early days of the local Audubon in, in Johnstown area. And on our travel back from our vacation, we stopped at an Audubon Center in outside of Dayton. Um, names escape me now. Something like Auckland. Auckland okay. I could look it up. Okay. Uh, and it was a nice little... And we'd been to several uh, Audubon Centers. And as we were driving back on 70, I think the kids were settled down or sleeping, and my wife and I were discussing that we didn't have an environmental education center in the Cambria County area mm -hmm. that we knew of, and again, 30 years ago. So... And I think she said, my wife Linda said, wouldn't it be nice if, if we could start one of those things or get yeah. involved in something like that? And I said, well, you know, I'm with Audubon. I'll, I'll mention that. That's a great idea. She said, if we ever do, we'll name it after Nathan. Oh, okay. Okay. So the young, naive person that I was uh, in my 30s, probably early 40s, I'm rocking into the, I guess, to the uh, Audubon board meeting, you know, whatever it was, and had a brainy idea of... Uh, Hey guys, let's start a nature center. I remember Dr. Tom Dick, who was the president at the time. We talked about it. He said, That's a great idea, something we could really use in this area. And he said to me, So you run with that. Well, I had this sort of fairy tale idea that somehow I'd throw that out to the group and somehow magically something would happen. <laughs> but I was tenacious enough that I actually, and Amazon was in its infancy, it was actually selling books then. I remember that, yeah. <laughs> and there was a book called How to Start a Nature Center, go figure. So I Jeez. bought it, I think I still have it, a paperback. And it, and it gave me some ideas. And I, But 
coaching and, and business and children, and, and that didn't get very far. Yeah. The reason I'm saying that, the seed was planted back then. Um, 30 years later, I'm at another nature center. We're coming back from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and we visit a, a random meeting with a person on vacation who happened to be the educational instructor, instructor at a place called Leslie Environmental Education Center in, uh, where did I say, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And she said, hey, if you, we were camping there. So she said, hey, if you want to stop by, I'll give you a tour, which we did, and she did. What a wonderful place. Um, and again, I'm riding on 70, coming back home. And you're thinking about all and, of this. And <laughs> left the nature center and uh, turned to Linda and uh, said, you know, I've always said I don't know what I'll ever be when I grow up. Don't want to grow up. Still kind of figuring that out. She said, yeah. I said, I figured it out. She said, what? I said, I know what I want to be when I grow up. I said, what? I said, you remember that nature center we talked about? She said, Nick, the one we're going to name after Nathan. I said, yep. She said, yeah, what about it? I said, I'm going to do it. I said, well, where? I don't know. I said, well, how? I said, that's even more of I don't know. <laughs> she said, well, what makes you think you can do this? I said, because nobody has. Yeah. Why not? Let's try. I said, the most I can do is fail. Yeah, you got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So. And look what you've built. Well, no, right. so, <laughs> so, it, so with that, the, the uh, music festival, Johnstone Music Festival, was coming up not too long after that. And it's a good way to place the ne- network. Yeah. And now that I've gotten older, I knew a few people. And I literally went up to some people and said, hey, I'm coming back to you for some help. I'm going to start a nature center. I'm like, yeah, right, you want money? And I'm like, yes, of course, but I want your expertise more than your money. Yeah. I knew that I had to get some core people that could really help me with this. And I, I don't want to get too, look too deep into it, but so I, I made the decision I was going to do it. I still mm-hmm. didn't know where. I didn't know how. I didn't know the location. One of my best friends from high school was living in Evansburg, retired, and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't driving. He didn't have a car, so he was really into fishing. And I was telling him about this. His name was Grant Berkebaugh. And, and I was telling him about this. And he said, hey, Dave, I've talked to some guys that were telling me. I, he had been to the lower reservoir. Mm-hmm. By the way, where we're standing is the upper reservoir compared to the lower reservoir. <laughs> and if I had my way, I would actually have a contest to name these things. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they're on the map. They're called upper and lower municipal reservoirs. Okay. He had, Grant had fished the lower one where he could walk to. And he heard people telling me about this. And he said... I think I know where to go in. You go up by the church and turn in, and he said, there's some road. Well, the road was so bad then when it was a dump that you, I wasn't going to take my four-wheel drive down there. Yeah. It was all grown in. It was terrible when you wondered how other people would get down there and dump stuff. Yeah. I guess they fixed the road up enough to get in. So we walked down to this very spot. Okay. And we stood here. And you looked out. And I looked out, and I said, Grant, this is where it's going to be. Wow. And he said, how are you going to do that? And I said, I don't know. But I'm going to try. So, we uh, started the goal of rounding up a good board of directors, developing a 501c3 nonprofit, named it Nathan's Divide Watershed Education Center. I remember the lawyer saying, eh, are you sure you want to name it that? And I said, hey, look, if somebody will give us enough money, we'll, we'll name it whatever they need it to be. Core girl. <laughs> core girl. Come on. Just Come trying on, to make friends. Girl. Come on, good puppy. That's good girl. You stay here. You want your treat? 
Come here. Um, and I see on your shirt here it says established 2016. Yeah. So we actually pa finished the paperwork up, I think, in 2015. And we, it, I think the paperwork got approved. I think I applied in 15 and it became 16. So right. nice point. Uh, and part of the, I don't know what I'm doing, so you need some help. Yeah. Uh, one of our people I approached is associated with the University of Pittsburgh at Johnstown. Dr. Rabley hooked me up with... Oh, Ray uh, Rabley. Yes. Okay, Dr. I know Rabley. him well, yeah. Yes, Dr. Rabley hooked me up with, who just left, McGrath, John mm -hmm. McGrath. And, and he and his students, his marketing students, were tasked with, <laughs> help this guy try to do something. Our logo was developed from that marketing okay. program. Our tagline, Come Together to Divide, okay. what came from that, that marketing program. So I'm very <laughs> pleased with... The interaction, the early interaction we had with uh, you stay, the early interaction we had with uh, with the university. Nice. And we now work with Mount Aloysius, St. Francis, UPJ, um, Altoona. Oh, it's really bit. expanded. Just well because because uh, the students can drive here and use the porta potty. And the younger kids, the roads too bad, you know. So we yeah. were kind of limited to research and develop we'll get into that later but some of the research and stuff that's going on associated with universities okay and so, but the background was then it was okay how are you going to pull this off yeah this was the location i decided that that was the place to be then it was a long trip through the to convincing the municipal authority and borough people to even think about it <laughs> um and there was some planning made there was some money raised there was pl plot plans and concept yeah. plans developed uh until everybody was happy that this was a legitimate thing. Yeah. In the meantime, we did the cleanups, yeah. did the improvements that we could do with the limited funds we had. Wow. Let's take a walk then. Absolutely. Okay. Come on, I'll get you a little further off there. <laughs> Before she starts uh, <laughs> trying to make more friends. Well, she, she's impatient. <laughs> so you think that got enough for your background? Absolutely. I mean, that, that was exactly what I was looking for here. And I also want to make a note to the listeners that uh, I'm using a microphone muff, wind muff, uh, on on my recorder right now because if you've listened to previous episodes, it can get uh, rather loud when the wind blows. And even just standing over there by the dock, it was pretty windy. <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping this helps. So we're we're going on the Take a Chance Trail, which has some nice railroad tie kind of steps down to a beautiful wooden bridge here. Wow. There's some, some things we can discuss about the bridge, but basically the scouts have helped with the, this is another scout project. Yeah. To make sure that it was safe that we could get across this. This is a temporary bridge. Before, when we first got here, it was a slide down the bank. As you can see, it's pretty steep. This was it's very steep. Yeah. It was a location. So it was a... Right into the creek. Well, and there was a pallet sort of, if you could hit the pallet just right, if it didn't float away. <laughs> and then try to come up the other side. It, it wasn't safe for the fishermen. It wasn't safe for hikers. It wasn't safe for anybody. Yeah. So this temporary improvement was mostly donated materials. Uh, we have plans for a new real bridge okay. that will provide safety access but also you, you can't take an ATV across this thing no, no, so I if, there do was that. <laughs> a, if there's a safety concern on the other side we have to come up through adjacent 
ATVs would uh, have to come through adjacent property owners. I gotcha. So for now, there's a plan, but this but, is the, this this. I don't know if it's a name feeder stream that comes into this inlet, but uh, we had UPJ no, Mount Owl Wishes people out here doing macro invertebrates last fall. Oh, that's awesome! Flipping over rocks and yeah. finding stoneflies and little little catfish and all kinds of yeah. fun stuff. They can tell a lot about the health of a stream by just looking that's at those. That's why they were doing it to see what what was in this. So. The fishermen, this this was this erosion that you see in this existing trail, mm -hmm. uh, it was fishermen pretty much and hunters and whoever okay. could 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 manage they could it. cross could, and... <laughs> yeah back in the day. Um, the fellow by the name of uh, Ch Chance, who was another UPJ student, Chance Youtham, was a uh, he came out for, with a class, really liked the area, asked about doing a, a, a senior project. And he was the one who I turned loose, and he roamed over this area and did a lot of GPS mapping. Okay. And so this big trail, which was, he was pretty much responsible for, yeah. uh, was that's why we named it after Chance. Okay. So was, his first name's Chance. And I like that. Take a chance was yeah. after <laughs> Chance. So this erosion in these roots is something we're going to have to deal with at some right. point, but this is where it went, this is where it goes. I know... Um, years and years ago i was in i can't remember if it was virginia i think it was west virginia for a uh a mount or a rock climbing mm -hmm. like festival kind of thing and part of it was your campsite fee was covered by the group if you did service work during the weekend nice and, and these so, are the kind of things you would do exactly we we that weekend what we did is erosion like this they had piles and piles of uh of mulch uh, that was mixed in with some dirt and stuff, and we just covered roots on trails. <laughs> well, you know, you just mentioned a wonderful project. If we could round up some group that would take care of that, because isn't it? Wouldn't it be a wonderful yeah. thing to do? This is one some of the worst of it. Don't. This is one of the things you find out here, and you wonder what it's all about. And you just say, oh, huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just tapped an iron pipe. <clears throat> yeah, just kind of sticking out a, of the ground. It seems to be a survey thing, but when the surveyors come in. It didn't have anything to do with the Bethlehem Mines or the most recent surveys on anything, so we don't know what it is. But. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this is all existing trail that I call the Fisherman Trail. One of the Fisherman Trails that went the, down the other side of the inlet. It was pretty easy for them to get on the parking lot side. Right. But they had to slide down the hill. So, of course, the fish bite better always further away you are <laughs> so this this is many years worth of of people, people walking people walking you have to be a little careful well, we're coming up on a little why here with well, yeah, that's what i say now back with my day with grant and i we followed it we slid down the hill <laughs> and we followed to here okay this is where the take a chance loop begins and ends okay so if you follow these colors and go up the hill, cross what I, we call berry fields, because it's lots of berries, follow it all the way around. And I, I haven't been, my mobility hasn't been good the last two years, to be honest, I haven't been out there. Mm. Hopefully everything's still marked enough to find your way. I was out there at least last year past berry fields, and I know that it's it's still nice. <laughs> but it'll that's one of our longest trails, over a mile, maybe two, something like that. Takes you a good while. Nice, okay. nice walk. Yeah. But you'll come right back to here again. Yeah. So now we're gonna go the easy way for me because yeah. I'm still yeah. hey. still uh 
I'll follow, follow your lead. Yeah. Still hobbling along. Or I guess we'll follow, follow oh, Cora's oh, lead. Cora, yeah. Cora, <laughs> Cora will come back and tell us we're not going quick enough. Quickly <laughs> enough. But this is her happy place. Uh, she lives for this. Yeah. As do I. I'll tell you what. Uh, I've, I think I've been out here a handful of times. And it is just... A little, little bird egg. A little bird egg. Something got it. Um, it's gorgeous. It, it's absolutely gorgeous to be this far, you're this close to the water, to be able to hike through these pine forests. Well, and I, I was just gonna say, let, let, let you back. and I are apparently on the same wavelength here. We are. And, and <laughs> I wanted to continue what Grant and I we continued over through here, and I went, and I, I'll, I'll, I'll correct you. These are, are. Uh, hemlocks oh they're hemlocks okay this is a hemlock side and it's also the most sheltered or, or the gets the less sunlight if you look we'll, we'll go a little further down you can see how bright sunshine is on the other side oh, yeah. of the inlet oh yeah this is mostly in the shadows yeah. so this is the better habitat for these coniferous trees these hemlocks one of the problems is one of these critters called the uh delphid which is an insect may or may not start affecting this beautiful stand of hemlocks. So, oh, jeez. But right now, it is enchanting. It is. Walk through, and it has a very soft... I was just going to bring that uh, up. It's uh, so uh, nice to walk on because it's uh, it's the, the needles laying, and, and it's just it's comfortable. <laughs> and it's a, a shady, quiet, well-used trail. Yeah. Uh, again, the fishermen, for the most part, now... Watch this one. Yeah. Now we have a lot of uh, hikers, bikers, dog walkers, bicyclers. Um, and what I meant by bikers, um, they're using. Oh, look at that little things. toad. Oh, yeah, they're all over the place. Look at that little guy. Yeah, there he is. I was wondering, I saw something moving through the. the if you can't find brush. some nature while you're out here, you're not looking. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's here. It's, yeah. It's, it's here for us. We've now walked down closer to the water's edge. It's up very well right now. Um, I'd say almost full. Yeah. In last year, it was... It was pretty shallow, wasn't yeah, it? One year, it was down five or six vertical feet, which yeah. pushed the shoreline out all uh, very far. And and why we had to change the designs of the dock to go from the location we have this temporary dock, and we now have to push it down in here. Yeah. And, and float it out in the middle of this thing. But as you can see, the other side is sunny and bright. Yeah, it is. And there's a completely different type species of tree over there than yeah. there are on this side. So again, it, it's a teaching thing. So yeah. you see mostly deciduous, uh, um, pretty much you know maples and beech and kind of things you'd see in a mixed hardwood forest. And this side, you've got this beautiful stand of hemlock. I love it. Yep. Uh, so anyway, Grant and I got over here, and I said, well, buddy, this is it. I mean, it, 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 <laughs> this it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah. And we had walked down the other side a little bit, and I said, this is where it's going to be. And uh, what did you say, 16? It's 22? Yeah. Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> <laughs> so six years. Yeah. Oh, I should have put that. Six and six is 20 is 12. <laughs> Friends say, do you think you'll see it? And I'm saying, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing, seeing it. I'm seeing, it. I'm seeing the enjoyment most every day. Um, yeah. As you just saw, there's other people in here. Yeah. There's somebody 
paddling around probably fishing and somebody must have been hiking i mean that's the times i've been here i have seen people fishing on canoes on kayaks i've seen i've come down here before and the parking lot's so packed you got to like cram your car in to find a place to times when and especially after covid is when we really pushed to get it open because you weren't out this was a safe place to be yeah you could come out here and recreate yeah Uh, a good time for me to say that when we founded this thing and put everything together and put that board together and discuss what were our what was our mission what was our goals what are we trying to do yeah and and it came down that we're, we're the environmental education center was the spark but the three things that we really focus on is environmental education mm-hmm. outdoor recreation and health wellness wellness yeah. and if we can hit all three of those things in any project it's a good thing. Mm. If you can hit one out of two or two out of three, let's give you one example. Uh, UPJ students and their professor, Dr. Mitzi Shaney, and this has been going on now for a couple of years. At my suggestion, they wrote for a grant. When I found out that there was microplastics in my beer, oh. and I thought, now this is not a good thing because beer is made from water. So how does microplastics get in my beer? So we decided that that might be a good thing since we're so high up on the Appalachian Plateau and everybody's Mm -hmm. literally downstream from us, Mm -hmm. from here the whole way to the Gulf of Mexico. Mm -hmm. But over at Loretto, the water flows to the Chesapeake Bay, Mm -hmm. hence the name Divide. So I was going to ask you about that. I knew you'd get to it. (laughs) I'm just three steps ahead of you. (laughs) The divide in our name, Nathan's Divide, is because we're situated so close to the top of the Eastern Continental Divide. Wow. And and like I said, St. Francis, four miles from Evansburg, that water goes to the Chesapeake Bay. This water, if you threw your ducky in here and followed it, your rubber ducky, uh, it would eventually get to New Orleans if it didn't get lost. Because eventually it gets into the the Mississippi Mm -hmm. Basin. The Mississippi Basin, Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also just because of worthless information. Hey, and, nothing, no information is worthless. <laughs> and things that I, it, it took me a while to grasp, but in working with this project and trying to understand things. Um, and the reason we, we focused on this was, I, again, a trip to another Audubon Center. This time we're in Mississippi, <laughs> and I'm talking to the Audubon guy there that ran the place and throwing out that I'm going to start one of these things like I told everybody. Yeah. Hadn't gotten very far, and... I was telling him about how the water flows down to this, did what I just said to you. Yeah. And the guy looks at me and he said, there's your, there's your story, buddy. Said, What's that? He said, tell the story. Yeah. How the water comes from up your way and what happens. What, what was its solutions? What was its problems? How did it co-mingle with anything else? And tell yeah. the story. Tell the story the whole way down. That'll keep you busy a while. <laughs> I will. And, and I realized that we could tell both stories because it goes both ways. Now, yeah. a little bit about elevation. And because my math is, is getting rusty, let's, let's round things off. But okay. Places you go over top of ridges, and, and one is on the way to Pittsburgh. It says 2440 up on at top of Chicory Mountain. 2400 is yeah. a nice number. I could pull my phone out and get the exact elevation right here. But let's let's say 2400, some of the tops of the of the Appalachian. Yeah, because I, I know like the, the Laurel Ridge out there at, the, at Seward, it's right about 2400. So Chicory it, it, it makes sense to be the from, same. I'm not going to get into geology, but it was all all high. A, a plateau is supposed to be a level thing, although we drive around here and say it's not very level. But when you <laughs> got out far enough and look at it, yeah, from the top of Pleasantville Mountain to uh, whatever the next ridge over Penview yeah. is, is pretty much, you know, or, or, the, or the next ridge over the it's lower, all kind lower of ridge. rounded. Or, and yeah, flat. in between. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's go 2400. Okay. 
this is about 22 something. Okay. 20, a little under that. Johnstown, where I used to work in the mills way back, I came across one of those thingies that, that they put in benchmarks. And, yeah. and if you look it up, it's around 1,200 feet. Okay. Plus or minus, depending upon where you're at, around the river. Yeah. Around the mills. If you look up Pittsburgh, 800, 700 feet, something like that. But let's go six. Mm -hmm. 24, 12, six, and zero. Yeah. Back up here at 24. Half the distance in fall, in, in elevation drop, happens between here and Johnstown. It's crazy, isn't it? Three quarters of it pretty much to Pittsburgh, yeah. which is why it was navigable to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Because... And it was all too, downhill. Be, well, it just, <laughs> it, 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 there was not that much. Then you're talking six, seven, eight hundred feet. They can yeah. do that with locks. They can't. That's why it wasn't here. Yeah. Now I go on the other side to Holidaysburg, so again, 11, 1200 feet. Back in the early days when the uh, uh, Portage Railroad and, and mm -hmm. that whole concept and that historical thing did, that's why they pulled the boats and turned them and put them on trains and yep. hauled them over the mountain because of the elevation. Mm -hmm. So the divide tells the story, so we can go both ways with this. Back to the, to the microplastics, uh, one of the researchers here, because we wanted to see we're so high up, if there's water in this reservoir, is it in our drinking water? Yeah. So they're sampling that in feeder stream. Yeah. They're sampling Something different this. levels in here. Yeah. And compiling that data. Okay. And yes, we do have some level of yeah. microplastics in the reservoir. I think at this point it's kind of unavoidable. It's, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Ambiguous. But but remember that plastics didn't exist. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in my seventies, and plastics hadn't been created much before I was born. No, I was going to say, so, I think it's the 50s, maybe? Somewhere in there when plastic started yeah. really happening. So, And it's more and more and more and more every day, and it's going to yep. become a bigger and bigger environmental thing. So some of this is a baseline yeah. information for, for getting raw data. So, again, the collaboration between what we have here, students getting some firsthand yeah. research, some valuable data. Yeah. And then uh, Altoona was doing something similar. They were okay. sampling some of those uh, um, I don't know. I haven't followed up too much with what they were yeah. up to. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, water. Now we could walk a little. Let's go back because I don't. The further I get down this way, the harder it is to come back. Okay. <laughs> I think that this this is my hemlock uh, happy place. Can you hear the birds? I can hear the birds. I'm not good. I'm not good audio, but I can tell if I can see them. <laughs> it's so hard with the variety of birds available in that in being, Pennsylvania. That being said, <laughs> uh, good good point. Good point. Now we have, along with Nathan's Divide project, we have a Facebook page, mm -hmm. and we have a group. And the Facebook page and the group are kind of similar, only different. Yeah. Meaning that the group can interact. And in the group, for the most part, we've had some local people that I don't even know all of them that started posting their wildlife pictures. Have you been following that at all yourself? I don't know if I, I follow the Facebook well, page. I don't know well, if I follow the, the group. group. But anyway, we have some accomplished birders yeah. and photographers and, and wildlife photographers that are focusing an awful lot on their journeys out here. Yeah. It's amazing, especially during the spring migration and fall migration. They had loons coming through, they, which are, you know, they don't nest here. They were pulling through uh, mergansers, hooded mergansers, and different and mergansers, and different wild 
waterfowl. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much over now with the spring, but... Uh, or, but it's still cool to see. Well, I mean, it's, it's wonderful to come out. Then there was the uh, songbird migration, and that finishes up around now. Okay. Most of May. So you had some people that would come out here almost daily, and meaning here, meaning over whatever the tracts of land were. Yeah, anywhere they could get to. they know their own places to be. Yeah. And did photography. Uh, people have recorded birds that I didn't know much about. <laughs> and then there's a project through the Connemaw Valley Conservancy that we said we would join with to get this spot listed as a birding spot as part of a birding tour. Oh, that's awesome. So we're, that's still in the works. I think there's some grants that are trying to be trying to be uh, had to do some marketing and whatnot, but we got our place at least on their radar to include as a destination. Okay. And we're hoping to develop more people that are interested in those kind of things to do. Trying, I'm trying to convince the people that know what they're doing <laughs> to take those of us that don't out for walks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, we also have another young man who would be a good person to interview if you haven't yet, uh, Aaron Capulli, Capulis. Who's really into frogs? Okay. He's really into frogs, and uh, and he had a, a seminar out here. Where we brought people. Right, because you guys do educational sessions frequently. As much as we can. Yeah. Yes. Uh, again, limited by parking, toilets, roads. Yeah. Um, which leads me to you ask about how it got started, and we'll kind of loop around a little bit. But <laughs> lately, I've been spending most of my time writing for grants or getting other people to help us write for grants. We just submitted one to the, uh, see if I get this right, DCED, Department of Community and Economic Development, mm -hmm. Greenways, Trails, and Recreation Program. I think you got that right. And for that, we applied for funding for an Amish-built timber-framed uh, pavilion. Okay. And a storage shed to store the materials for both maintenance and uh, educational materials. Yeah. And then they, uh, and of course the engineering, surveying, the, the everything base, else the that base, goes into the it. gravel, the drainage, the blah, 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 blah. So that one has been submitted. And talk to your local <clears throat> representatives and tell them that you would like to see them support that grant because yeah. it's a 15% match for us, cash okay. match. So we're taking basically under 10000 and turning it into a 60 thousand dollar project. Wow. If we can get awarded. So right. that's the... When call, I know how competitive those grants are. are. Hence, call Burns and yeah. Langerholt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and say, hey, this is money well spent. Help yeah. us out here. Uh, so that way we're leveraging the volunteer donations and turning it into something that will all benefit. Right. So this, this upcoming uh, Rock in the Reservoir next week... We're hoping that some of that money will be will raise. That's one of our primary fundraisers, and we'll have two of them. Uh, music, free music. Is it one of the only like fundraisers you have per year? We sell or? we sell swag. You you go, swag. To, go to the website yeah. www. and go to is it dot com dot org dot org. org. Okay, I'm sorry. dot org. Nathan's Divide dot org. Go to the donation site first. Give us some money. Then yeah. then click the shop site. Yeah. Get yourself a You got some nice, yeah. Get yourself you got some a nice shirt. Stuff here. Get yourself some, <laughs> and we get twenty percent of whatever you. Pay. Oh, that's a good deal. So just and, and it was one of those. I, I work with Damon Printing, another local company. They handle that page, and rather than trying to 
gouge, but we can make it more on hats and less on da da da. And we, you know, and I said, look, that's, if you're willing, people, with a, it's again, it's a donation. Yeah. If you can afford it, you're putting an extra. Yeah, whatever, if you could have paid fifteen bucks, this area. <laughs> I mean, I think the hats are fifteen bucks or something. Yeah. Okay, so whatever twenty percent of fifteen is, we get thrown in the pocket. Yeah. And they're, they're nice. Everything's nice. Uh, we do those kind of things. We're always looking for for fundraisers, and we also are begging for some sponsors. Yeah. And that leads me to this. The pavilion we're talking about mm-hmm. could have a corporate sponsor quite nicely mm-hmm. and have that named. So we do have naming rights. That was something that was negotiated in our lease agreement okay. that we, Nathan's Divide, has the, the opportunity to name things. So if you know if, or if someone out there wants to dedicate yeah. the pavilion or, or uh, I haven't figured out a way to get the parking lot yet but but the brit we have a bridge we have a pavilion we have the ada docked it's in the works yep. uh that will be able everybody handicapped will be able to get down get off a wheelchair if they're wheelchair and onto their kayak yep. paddle around and back out again it'll be one of the only ones in camry county that's that, amazing it, that i know of I, there, there might be something else but we haven't yep. found it yet so these are things that if we could get it's like Local everything. Support. You need the money. <laughs> we need, well, we either need the money for the matching funds, for sure, because yeah. all grants have matching funds. Yeah. Or we need the money for if it was a straight donation and somebody wrote a check, for sure they would get the credit and their names put on it, and yeah. then that would be their dedication. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not much of a fisherman, but I'm always fishing for money. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma told me when I was a little kid. She said, you're either going to be rich or you're going to be beggar. I said, well, I, I didn't end up rich, so I no, guess I'm a you're beggar. You're a beggar. <laughs> yeah, but a beggar for good reason. Well, it, I mean, it, it, it's nothing for me. Uh, in fact, uh, well, yeah, it's, my, my, my wife recently, love it, 52 years. Thank you, Linda. Um, but she reminds me that I'm spending some money here that that I shouldn't, maybe. My own money is what I'm talking about. And, and what I say to her is, I said, you know, I don't have a Harley, and I, and I don't have a fishing boat, yeah, and I don't have a quad. Yeah. You don't have a classic car? Yeah, or... well, no. Oh, you do have <laughs> you a classic car. You do have car. a car. That's okay. the toy. But, but I mean, I, what I'm saying is, it, it, there's a lot of things that a lot of other men in particular prioritize their toys, or yeah. their, their leisure time, yeah. or their, their leisure uh, budget. I said, you know, this is this is a passion of mine, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, I, I don't mind. Well, it, it benefits the community. It, it, it benefits everybody, and, you know. And, and 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 the joy, the return is when you see these little little three and four year old kids yeah. out here at the nature place play. The yeah, because you, you bring out kids for those educational oh, yeah. programs. The wilderness and, uh, program has yeah. three to five year olds, and then you have. Uh, like I said, college kids getting education. Yeah. Um, just to finish off, um, some of these people that have gone on, that have, were interns here for us, have gone on now for, they're getting a, a, one young lady that helped us during, during COVID is in a master's program um, for mushrooms and things. Oh, really? Outdoor stuff, yeah. uh, a couple other ones. So there, some people are finding their path forward uh, their you know, path and, that Nathan yeah. survived <laughs> and other people were just say hey man it was a great place to hang out in the summer yeah so. it is a great place to hang out in the summer <laughs> let me tell you it's even more beautiful in the fall my wife and I were up here last year in the yes, fall and I mean I I we hiked out here on take a chance up to the edge the 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 shore over there yep and I have some gorgeous photos some gorgeous memories of just sitting on that that shore, just looking out at the the yeah. calm water, the trees and the wind, it's, it's, and it's a 
enchanting, I think, is the it, way it, you describe it. it. Well, it, it, it and it, I couldn't it, agree it's more. It's peaceful. Yeah. There's another thing, and this goes over to the wellness side. And again, I'm working with some people planting seeds. I guess I'm a gardener. Um, <laughs> I can't remember the Japanese name for forest bathing, but it, it translates into forest I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm familiar with the concept. And, and actually, people get master's degrees in t- taking people for walks in the woods. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that we need... Anyway, I would like to see maybe some groups for some people that have PTSD, yeah. some other ones. So I'm kind of planting some seeds with some of the local uh, groups like 1889 Foundation and some of the other ones that work on wellness. What we're limited by, and I was leading to this, what we're limited by is if you came in that driveway, it's a still a little rough. Yeah. And, and Camtran has said, you got a decent road, we can bring people, we could get access to everybody in the county on public transportation. So yeah. if, if a person that lived in the Johnstown city area had a had a program where they would sponsor to pay for them to ride public transportation to go up to they like could get center. they could get right drop dropped it wouldn't be a regular ride i don't think where every day they pulled in and out but yeah. you could make arrangements that they would bring you up and because the transit center is right here yeah and pick you up again so uh and same with northern cambria so the county commissioners or cambria county commissioners are fully aware that this access in and out of this road and parking lot and bus loop will create this opportunity for many more people to come. Yeah. Which some of us think is a great idea. And there's some people who said, wait a minute, huh? this was my happy place and I like it when there's nobody here. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, I think for the all for the benefit of yeah. the good. Uh, um, come you got, you got to share your happy place. <laughs> come, come earlier or share or, 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 or later, stay yeah. later. I, yeah. mean, I mean, not every day everybody's going to have a group of people going through here. But having access to everybody is very important because most recreational facilities don't yeah and that'll open up more for them programming for teaching kayaking teaching these kind of things uh bringing people in so so the the goal now that being said i said about grants yeah (laughs) there's another grant that we're working with evansburg borough with and engineering firms to get a grant to do the access road and the bus loops to get us in and out to, to lay the groundwork for the dock and the rest of the development mm-hmm. that we're going to do. So um, that's a high priority. And again, the donations keep coming back, and then we use those whether we use them through the. Or you can match or, with the grants that then yeah. builds so up the center. It's very important and, and, that, yeah. that they, those donations don't go to some charities. If you look them up, um, it's 90, going to somebody's salary. Fifty or sixty percent of it goes to administrative or whatever, yeah. and then and then the rest a little bit goes to things. This is a hundred percent. I mean, if you give a ten dollars, ten dollars is going into something that's good. It's it's buying gravel. It's buying yes, yes, exactly. wood. It's buying dirt. That last, that last pile of gravel that you came down over was yeah. six hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> it was six hundred dollars, and you just scattered out over. Yeah. And you still have bumps. In the future, it could buy mulch that will cover it, these it, roots. Exactly, that, exactly. Yeah. So, so we don't have so a sustaining partner, a, a corporate sponsor, someone that we could count on that would give us X amount of dollars mm-hmm. per year for, for over years would really set some up. Yeah. I'm going to say this because I say it to everybody. And this is just think about it. Mm-hmm. Our things about water, and I really don't like plastic water bottles much right. at all. How many water bottles would sheets go through in a year? I don't know the answer to the question, yeah. but let's say that they would be nice enough to put a penny yeah. or, or a nickel on them and say, you know, for everyone, or even if we recycled it, even on the bus side, every bottle that says sheets on it, or every bottle that says Pepsi or whatever, comes right. back. 
we'll get like a, like a do- bottle of deposit. We'll, we'll go, go ka-ching, there's a nickel for Nathan's to buy. Yeah. Or even spread around to other environmental things. Right. Can you imagine the good that they would do? And how many people, in a, you could ask this in your questions, how many people would balk at the difference between 149 and 152 or whatever? I mean, if no, they right. threw a buck or two, I mean, a, a penny or two Most on people it, wouldn't even notice. And it, and it would, would be do similar. Good. It would be similar to like the AMD tax for the coal mines that goes to developing recreation opportunities. And so I have these fantasies that yeah. somehow I'm going to bump into somebody at, at Chase or one of these other corporations that I that, that, that could could get to sit down with somebody and say, you know, yeah. buddy, can you imagine how much good you could do? Yeah. For a little group like ours, they're yeah. struggling so hard to, to to try to do good for everybody. If we if we could throw just a little bit of the crumbs off of your sales, I'm not mm-hmm. even telling you. I'm not asking you to even take it off your foundation or whatever yeah. just, just anyway a penny uh, a nickel uh, just a I, little I mean, bit it I builds mean, up over time yeah yeah i mean i mean it's one of those every every month or every every quarter or something you know hey send us a couple bucks and we'll put it in the kitty whatever you get we'll, we'll be happy for i also I, I alluded to my beer i like my beer uh me I, too I, but we're, we're trying to get and i'm working with some of the local microbreweries similarly to put a little bit of a tax on, on you know name something after nathan's uh, yeah um and and well, i think say, uh coal country they're we're talking just with down them. the road we're talking with them yeah. in fact nice plug out for cool <laughs> they're gonna be here for rocking the reservoir okay are That's... you getting me patient my dear yeah. are, you getting, are you are you ready you have been a good puppy i promise yeah, you been. you have been a good girl <laughs> can you speak for a treat you can. Okay. You can talk for a while. That was close enough. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's a talk. Yeah. She likes to talk too, don't you? She likes to talk. Look at that butt wiggle. <laughs> so, uh, what else do I, can I tell you? Because I can just keep rambling on and get lost in the, I get lost in the woods and I don't even know where I'm at. So. <laughs> hey, that's kind of the the point of, of all of this is to to just get lost in the story and and how it all came to be, which we, we've covered a pretty a good, good chunk of it. Yeah, there we have. So let's go for in a perfect world. So as I was alluding to, we have plans now for development. I handed them to you if you wanted to describe it some in your podcast yeah. at the end. But this phase of development is. Like I said, applied for roads. We're working on roads and pavilions. The next phase, we hired, and we're in the process of this, a landscape architect out of New Hampshire. Okay. Concord, New Hampshire. It's called Natural Playgrounds. Because I think in in your initial proposal, you were talking about, like, a rock wall and and a a viewing tower. Yep, yep, yep. yep, yep. All that's still in the works. But this this one, now, we, we, we have, because of education people yeah we formed a education committee we are talking about what can we do programming and what's not if we had places again we don't have a facility right so we're limited but in all that speaking of kayakers (laughs) for a poor girl you stay here with us okay (laughs) they don't need your help you're gonna go over there and bark at them so come on up back come on back here cora all right get get that poor girl come on Oh, there you go. Um, where was I? You were talking about the development yes. of the Okay, set. so next phase, once we get some of this infrastructure made, and I, I alluded to the oh, the, the playground. So we have so we have a playground committee, and, mm-hmm. and we said 
we're going to put the pavilion in. We need to have a playground. Uh, our concept plan showed what he called play nodes. And we showed that to the group, and the group said, nah. Nah. <laughs> that, that's too confining. The design was had some nice little walls, and, I mean, it would confine the areas. Right. It would be easy for little kids to watch little kids. But people who understood development, have they already gone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they pulled up on the shore. Uh, they go out or out? Are they in, in or out? Uh, they're going out. They're going to they're their going car. To their, oh, okay. Then I think I know who it is. We'll keep her on. Uh, yeah. we'll there, there's we'll, a dog with them. Okay, so we'll just stick here. So, uh, natural plaguescapes. We, 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 I'm, I mean, let's go back. So okay. The, the, plan, the plan says, the, the group said, eh, we don't want a regular playground. And, and these nodes were too confining, and we just didn't know what we were going to do. And I started looking for some alternatives. So I came across this company called Natural Playgrounds okay. out of New Hampshire. I got a hold of uh, Ron Cook, who is a landscape architect, and started talking to him about what the concepts are. And they have a really nice video. And we've contracted with them, and we're waiting for a piece of equipment due any day that's going to help us survey the larger area at a contour line of, I think he said, about five, six inches. Okay. So this thing is a very, very detailed mapping uh, piece of equipment. Yeah. can't remember the name of it. That, apparently, I and whoever I can find that will help me, Hey. <laughs> we'll we'll, uh, we'll whack a, bushwhack around the perimeter of the area we want, and and this thing will figure out what the elevations are and the contours, and we'll march around. I guess it takes pictures. I'm not sure exactly, but it'll give this designer the data he needs to develop a unique natural playscape. That's so cool. And it'll be unique to the area again, and this will not have any monkey bars. It won't have a swing set. Yeah. It won't have any of the traditional playground equipment that you would see in most cases. I, he said, we'll have contours. And I said, how are you going to do that? He said, dig it out or bring it in yeah. to make some things. So he said, we might have a slide, but the slide would be off of a hill that we create. There's an awful lot of using natural materials, logs, wood, different things. To, and, and he will design something that's a flow because he has 20 almost 30 years experience of making these things and he yeah. knows that the how children play he said they, they they'll play here a little bit go somewhere else yeah kind of they explore move everything and then they'll come back to the stuff they like and then they'll take turns and there will be some climbing stuff yeah it's going to be designed from preschool little ones to have areas from that probably up pretty close to the pavilion yeah on through to te young teens yeah now it won't be the adventure kind of uh, uh, zipline kind of a stuff. That that that's that, that, but, but that's, that's down the road stuff. <laughs> well, that's part of maybes. But but yeah. uh, um, general idea was this would be good. So the, again, back to the if the transportation can bring people from right. the community from the out, reach out. So those are the things that are in the works. Okay, we, we got the that I'm talking about that are really on the works. Then yeah. we get. Uh, then we get into in a perfect world some days. <laughs> That's the zip line and the rock wall well, and the observation and the, tower. The observation tower is what I have been fascinated for years. I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot. And yeah. uh, our daughter spent 10 years in Australia. So we got a chance to spend 
time in Australia. Oh, that's cool. And on, in Australia, we've been to five or six, they're pretty predominant there, of these elevated walkways. And, and they call them canopy walkway or elevated walkway where... Okay, I'm familiar with the concept. They don't. You, there's nothing about zipliney or, or tied into it. They literally can push a stroller on them. Yeah. And and there's one. It's, in, just, it's up in the trees. Exactly. Yeah. In, in, there's one in New York in the Adirondacks called uh, the the Wilds. Yeah. Uh, really nice. Anyway, here, because of the topography, if you look behind the Camtran Center, our prop that property is up in there, and then it drops off about a hundred and some feet. So. The vision would be to start elevated level, walk out, and have it suspended from the ground up. But okay. you don't bulldoze everything out like a big road. What they literally do is, is very carefully put the support pillars in, sometimes with helicopters, yeah. to not disturb it too much, get it designed well. But it would be the thing that you would go out and you'd start off looking up at the trees, as we are here. Yeah. And then as the, ground went down, as the <laughs> ground goes down and you're walking along... And pretty soon you're in the midst of the middle of the growth, and that's where the, the birds and the yeah. bugs and everybody takes place. And most yeah. of these are like this, where you can reach out like these are. We're standing, and, and we're standing the at trees. the bridge. We're standing at the bridge. Yeah. And I'm showing him that you can literally, from this bridge, touch some trees. Yeah. These, these elevated walkways, these canopy walkways, if they're built right in any year or two, they grow in, so you yeah. are very close to it. So you get to experience what it's like to be in a canopy, and then some of them, you keep on going, it keeps going down, and now you're above it, yeah. looking down on the top of a tree, still pretty close. Plus, it would give a heck of a nice view oh, of, yeah, of the ridges, of the reservoir. So That would be amazing. So we had... <laughs> I can't believe how many consultants we've used. But, they, but every, <laughs> every one of them has helped. Okay. So we had a guy named David Catlin, who's still helping us some, who specialized in Audubon Society consulting. He's now an independent consultant, but he's done hundreds of them. Yeah. Got him to come in, work to deal with him, and telling him this fantasy of mine. And he said, Dave, he said, Normally, I'd recommend that you'd get your visitor center and everything up in place, and he said, and then, and then add something like that on someday. Yeah. He said, that's logical. He said, but in your population area where you don't have a big city around here, he said, your idea just might be putting it backwards might work. And, uh, it might be the draw well, well, that leads you. Thank to... You, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> See, we are on the same. We are. We are. So, <laughs> We're jiving. <laughs> no, he said, if you had something that was a destination... Yeah. that was unique, that people would travel to come and see, yeah. it would bring more energy, more tourism to the area, more attention to what you're doing, and yeah. probably would help enable over time to get that visitor center that I started off saying yeah. this is what I wanted to do was build yeah. a nature center. That's in millions of dollars. Yeah. That, the nature center is millions. We're, we're, we're dealing with this regress, the estimates on the road not parking lots and none of that so just the estimates on the road i mean i know are, they're are, are, we're, 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 well they said yesterday in this thing they're not even guessing the prices anymore but the, 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 the prices that we just looked up probably 1.2 million something yeah. like that for 600 feet of road and yep. a parking lot yep so so whatever estimates from four or five years ago on on a nature center could cost you you know it's five to eight million bucks. <laughs> Double that, probably. Yeah. So, so back to this 
these fantasies. Someday in my legacy, somebody will pick up on it. Uh, the other thing that goes along with, with kind of that, and, and you're not you know, old enough to talk to somebody that's my age, they used to have a thing called the Ship Hotel. On I know 30. the Ship Hotel well. And they used to say... And out it, it out on Bedford a, Mountain. Yeah, yep. It would bring people yeah. from all over yeah. because they, they wanted to see it. It's so, on the Lincoln Highway, right? On Route 30? Is, yeah, right on yeah. the curb. It's not there anymore. Well, right? yeah, I know it's not but there. It I've to every every fall, my wife and I take a trip down that's, Route 30. And, that's and we look, an overview now. We, yep, we stop yeah. there. and It was ice cream in a place and you could get food in a restaurant. It was really kind of a neat thing. I think you could see... Three it, was states it was marketing. And, yeah, three yeah. states and six or seven counties. Yeah, this, this wouldn't be that. But their marketing thing was bring people in. So we did yeah. a quick little marketing down and dirty marketing analysis, and then we drew a circle of three hour drive or, or three four hour drive takes you almost to Cincinnati or Columbus, mm-hmm. pick Cleveland down to DC. Yeah. So with a little marketing. Now we all, the one I'm going to stick with this. The most recent one I was at is was at the. Uh, Holden Arboretum in Cleveland. Okay. And it's and it's some named after a family that paid for it. I can't remember the name of the thing. But they had a tower and they also had a, a canopy walk. Uh, both of which. Got a hold of them. Got a private tour. The guy that was a construction manager who took care of everything had a personal meeting with him. I do this research. It's fun. Um, <laughs> he, I said, how did it go in opening? He said, oh, big mistake, big, big, big mistake. So what's that? He said, dang, social media. <laughs> he said, we didn't even, we were going to try to have a soft opening. Yeah. He said, it got out and G- we jammed up the entire neighborhood. He said it was like a parking lot. Oh my God. And he, now when you go to look at it, it has, it, oh, I didn't this year, but it had signs big all over the place. You must reserve in advance, limited, right. limited amounts, blah, 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 blah. You can't just show up and say, hey, man, I'm going to go in. I want to go in today. Yeah. And make it very clear on their website or did yeah. because they were overwhelmed. Now, most places that we've been on them, people will drop a $20 bill in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure. The price of admission. So it might be a way to make some money. It might be a way to bring some people in. It might be a way to ultimately get to the nature center. Right. Um, and then one last one of those, just throw it out there. And this goes back to my stuff. my really early, early, uh, I think the people have left. Come on, I can let you off. Yeah. Um, here. The, one of my early concepts, and let's go back to something we talked about a little earlier. I talked about elevation, and, and let's start with the holidays bird side. We talked about elevation. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in the early days, I'm no historian, but enough to be dangerous. <laughs> The Native Americans were around and had trails, and they also mm-hmm. used the the, Sus- the uh, Juniata mm-hmm. for, for a waterway yeah. access. Pioneers and people came along, kind of followed where they went. That was the easiest way to go, and there yeah. were trails through this area. And then along comes the Portage Railroad and the other railroads. So you've got historical stuff in the Holidaysburg side, with the Portage Railroad being part of it, the canal system, yeah. that kind of stuff. You got the uh, museums for the choo-choo trains and the, up over the mountain and the tunnels. Mm-hmm. Boats and, and there's nothing up here on the top. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. Not, not. Nothing, now, now we go down to Johnstown and we've got flood museums and we've yeah. got inclined planes and we've got museums again. Yeah. And what do we have up here on top? Nothing. nothing. So why don't we have an Appalachian Plateau environmental slash historical center? Yeah. And tell the untold story of the everybody that came through here. Yeah, they were either riding that train or, or a wagon or, 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 or a 
or they were walking, walking or, or on a horseback. But, but there's probably a story to be told yeah. about the top. And, and, and then if you could link as a touristy kind of a thing, again, I'm looking at money and yeah. begging, but if you had something that could go, well, we could have a, a co-sponsor some ticket where you bring people from out of town and you say, look, come to Evansburg. It's in the middle. Yeah. Stay here. We'll have a ticket to get you down to the Holidaysburg. Guys can do the family right. and do all get that. Get you out to Glitzing, get back you to Johnstown. Yeah, do the Johnstown stuff. You can yeah. ride your bike here. At, uh, you can have our miles of, of single track trail. You can ride the Ghost Town Trail yeah. uh, and, and just re recreate to be. I love that idea. So the whole thing, if somebody would ever jump onto this and say, well, geez, let's just do it. Yeah. But no, that so that then would encompass my overview. Yeah. Uh, I don't expect to see it. Hey, you never know. No, well, we're, we're building. I know, steam I, here. I know people have made it to a hundred. I'm not sure I'm one of them, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm saying it, 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 these. Uh, back to my buddy Grant, and then we'll let it go. But okay. Grant says, "You think you're ever going to get to see this thing done?" And I said, "I don't know, Grant." He said, "What do you think it's going to cost?" I said, "Millions." Where are you going to find that? He, he was a curmudgeon. Yeah. Said, Where are you going to find that? I said, "I have no idea." He said, "I don't know." He said, "I did. That's why I go fishing." <laughs> he said, "You're nuts." That's why I go. Fishing. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, Dave, I, I love everything you've done here already. It is, like I said in the intro, it's a little oasis in the woods. So needed uh, and, 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 can, and so it, it peaceful. Be, but I'd like to say, Josh, to you and anybody who listen, it can be whatever your generation wants it to be. Yeah. It's still a pretty open slate. Yeah. We've sketched in a few things. <laughs> So we're la laughing at Cora bounding. But the dog is, is leaping and bound. <laughs> Looks like a, a rabbit hopping through the high I hope grass. You, I hope you caught it. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's your generation yeah. that comes on, that's going to be coming behind us, that is going to say, okay, the, the guys, the early people, the founders, they, they kind of got us started. Yeah. But we're the ones that have to, you know, carry it on. So yeah. we're recruiting for some people for the board. Um where we have some people that have moved on yeah. for different ways. And uh, like I said, at one point, I didn't try to found it with a whole bunch of old, gray-haired, bearded guys. <laughs> but now we have much more diversity. So uh, for anybody that's out there. Yeah, if, if somebody wanted to, to come yep. volunteer, if they wanted to, to apply for a position on the board, how could they do that? Just get in touch with me at this point. Dave Lester, Nathan's, uh, my, my email, you can put it out there, but it's DC Lester, L E S T E R, at sign Nathan'sDivide.org. Okay. Uh, and our brochures have it on it, and our website has it on it. And I'm the one that's kind of handling things, and basically it's the, cre the credibility or criteria is sure, we can do some help. Uh, I'll just show you one other one, just we're kind of in the middle of. Okay. Yeah, we're walking back to yeah, the we're parking, back lot the parking here. lot. You said you haven't been up on this side much. No. Way up at the top, there's a labyrinth, a woodland labyrinth that we've worked on. It needs, and there's a triaxle load of big, nice rocks that need to be taken from the big pile of rocks and put around the ropes that outline the labyrinth pathways. Okay. And we're trying to find somebody that can help us do that. <laughs> a group of volunteers yeah. we could knock out. Someone recently said, how about the prisoners? So I'm going to reach out and see if there's... That'd be a good idea. ...some way that we can actually get the prisoners yeah. to, uh, to help. Uh, let me go back to my office. The tailgate of my truck. <laughs> if it's unlocked. Better if I unlock it. 
I'll tell you what, sir. I appreciate you taking me around today and and agreeing to meet with me and and sharing all this uh, all this information. Your story. So you're doing a podcast. Yeah, that was great. Good yeah. job. Thanks. <laughs> all right, Dave. Well, thanks again. That wraps up our episode of Hiking the Highlands. For more Tribune Democrat podcasts, visit www.tribdem.com backslash podcasts. Have a suggestion? Want to get in touch? You can email me at jbyers at tribdem.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is journo underscore josh. Thank you.